Okay, let's get it. It is Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona. We are presented by Built Bar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Save $10 off your first order. It is Monday, June 15th. Of course, you can catch me every week afternoon on ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast. Basketball player has entered the transfer portal couple of baseball players have signed free agent contracts, but we'll begin with an update from the weight room. LSU strength and conditioning coordinator Tommy Moffitt Monday morning stopped by off the bench with Jordy Collada, T-Bob Bear To recap the first week of <clears throat> voluntary workouts out at LSU. Week one was phenomenal. Uh, the effort, the attitude was great. Uh, organization was good, and we're fired up for week two. One thing that is certainly different is working with smaller groups. Typically, you have large groups of half the team that come morning and afternoons. Well, now it's smaller groups of just 20. And Coach Moffitt talked about what it's been like working with smaller groups. The bigger groups always have more energy, more enthusiasm. But I think it was a combination of the guys just excited about being back, being around their teammates, and finally having something to train with, I think made a huge difference for us. And uh, it, it was surprisingly very well. As far as performance in the first week, there was some good and and some maybe not so great. The not so great is probably the group that's to be expected, and that's the true freshman, and Coach Moffat explained why. Probably not nearly as motivated as the older guys, and uh, in person didn't get to do a um, – you know, a meeting to go over the alternative workout, alternative exercises. So we've got a ways to go with that group. Uh, not bad, really good athletes, uh, but we certainly got our work cut out for us as far as, you know, getting re- getting them ready for training camp. And while the freshmen, understandably, might have a good ways to go, uh, Coach Moffitt did say, however, that if the team as a whole was to run their conditioning tests, which are not allowed to do just yet, because they need to get them back into what they perceive to be shape and what they're allowed to do outside of the weight room. But if they did go do the conditioning test right now, Coach Moffat thinks an overwhelming percentage of the team would, would pass it. If we were to run the conditioning test right now, we would have 80 to 85 guys passing right now. So it would be like, like oh, this group just had a bunch of, like, like I just saw Austin Deck walk out of the food drop box. If he took the conditioning test today, he would do better today than he's done the last three years he's been here. I mean, he came back in that good a shape. So we, it's really it's really good. It's the other 15 to 20% that we have to worry about, you know, because they're going to be the difference. I think that's incredible and certainly speaks to the culture that LSU has built where you have 85% of your roster uh, that would pass a conditioning test when they've essentially been working out on their own. I think that is a great sign of buy-in, of culture, of leadership, of you know, integrity, what you do when nobody's looking. And clearly the veterans on this team have taken it upon themselves while they were away to make sure they returned in great shape. The other thing that I found really interesting from this conversation with Coach Moffitt is him explaining, this is a long cut, but this is him explaining how they're using technology available to them to measure where the guys are in their performance. Give a listen. So we knew all of the sets and all of the reps and all the velocities that the guys were doing before we broke, okay? Mm -hmm. 
So we look for common weights and common reps. Like, we'll say I did a set of five in squats during the off-season at 240 pounds, and I did it at .85 meters per second. So when the guys came back, we wanted them to be able to take that same weight combination and a lightweight at 240 pounds and do it for five reps at the same velocity that they were doing it in um, large before we broke, and that will tell us if they squatted and where they are. So we did that. So we took all of our heart rates from all of the guys that have passed our conditioning test through the years while we had the technology, and we were able to track uh, how much work that they were able to do, heart rate-wise, maximum, minimums, et cetera. Wow. And now we compare that to the running that we're doing now. So if my heart rate is higher doing less running than it did last year when I, or the last three years that I passed my conditioning test, we know that they haven't been running. So we're using the technology that we have to our advantage to make sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. You can tell why LSU remains uh, at the top of the, the list nationally as far as strength and conditioning, performance, performance measurement, the strengthening training staff, and of course the training staff of Jack Marucci and Shelly Mullinex just remain on the cutting edge. And it's evident with the performance on the field and clearly with uh, news like that. If you want to hear the whole interview with Tommy Moffitt, you can go online at 1045ESPN.com. Click On Demand Off the Bench with uh, today's date, Monday, June 15th, and you'll see the guy's interview with Tommy Moffitt. Okay, it is the Locked on LSU podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, I got a Built Bar in my desk upstairs right now, as a matter of fact. It's been an awesome sort of mid-morning snack for me. If you need that bolt of, uh, that burst of protein uh, in the morning uh, for breakfast, if you need that post-workout protein, if you need a meal replacement, Built Bar is a great option, and you might be thinking, ugh, I've tried all the chalky protein bars before. I've been there, man. I have tried basically every protein bar you can imagine. Some are too heavy on carbs. Some don't taste great. Some feel like you're going to break your jaw trying to eat them. Some just are, are, aren't are gluten-free. Some are made with nuts. You don't have to worry about that with Built Bar. It's got gelatin in it, so it has a really chewy texture, almost like a candy bar. It tastes amazing, and you get 15 grams of protein in every bar. If you need to increase your protein intake and you want a great tasting option, try Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, BuiltBar.com, spelled just like it sounds, B-U-I-L-T, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and get $10 off your first order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We continue Locked on LSU, your team every day. A little baseball news over the weekend as both Saul Garza and Zach Mathis have signed free agent contracts. Garza signing with the Royals, Mathis signing with the Padres. Uh, it's disappointing for LSU, uh, but not altogether unexpected. So 
the draft came and went. You By now, you know we've talked about it enough that the draft was shortened to just five rounds this year. So for the five-round draft, you had a lot of guys on this roster that might have been taken in the top ten rounds that didn't have the opportunity to be selected. Mathis, Garza certainly fall in that group. Uh, Devin Fontenot probably would have been in that mix as well. Maybe even a guy like A.J. Labus. But we know Fontenot and Labus are coming back. But for Garza and Mathis, both who transferred into LSU, they've decided to sign free agent contracts. Now, major league teams were allowed after the draft to sign as many free agents as they wanted at a $20,000 signing bonus. So while Mathis and Garza didn't get the big signing bonus, what it allows them to do is jump into their professional careers. With Garza, this probably makes even more sense because you're talking about a guy that is already 22 years old. Garza made 22 in April. So if Garza were to come back to LSU, he wouldn't be drafted next year until he was 23 years old. It's rare that you see a guy that's 23 years old in A-ball get promoted because naturally what major league teams are going to elect to do is invest more time and promote younger prospects. If you're 18, 19, 20, they'd love to get you through A-ball, you know, high A, 2A to get you moving up through the farm system because if you could hit pro ball you know, or the big league team by the time you're 22 or 23 – that would be ideal, as opposed to Garza, you know, maybe signing next year at 23, going into A ball, and then maybe not even getting advanced until he's 24, 25. It's just a a, th- a situation where time wasn't on Soul's side, and had he played a full year this year, he likely would have seen his draft stock increase because he started to come on late last season. But as it is, we saw him play 15 games in 2019. He hit 303, came on late with five do- uh, five homers, 10 doubles. But in the 20 t- uh, 2020 season, we saw Garza play just 14 games in a shortened season. And he hit 229, three homers, and he was certainly on pace for du- for double-digit homers. And it's it's just disappointing that we didn't get to see more of Saul, but it does make sense. As for LSU... Had Garza come back, chances are we were going to see Alex Malazzo be the starting catcher. So Garza was likely going to be a DH if he came back. And typically teams want proof that you can play a position in the field. If you remember back when Blake Dean made uh, his decision to return for his senior season, he had been a DH and a first baseman, but Palmineri gave him the opportunity to play right field in his senior season because he had to show pro teams that he could play a position. Well, Garza likely wasn't going to get that opportunity because Malazzo is a better defensive catcher. Garza would have hit, would have been in the lineup every day, likely as a DH, but that wouldn't have really accelerated his career. Certainly would have come back and helped LSU have a chance to win a championship. As for Mathis, this one's a little bit different scenario because Zach Mathis, although he came to LSU uh, from San Joaquin Delta College, uh, a JUCO out in California, He's a guy that if he proved he could hit at the SEC level, certainly could have elevated his draft stock. And as it is, we only got to see Mathis play in 17 games in his LSU career. So he started off on fire, cooled a little bit, but you know I have no doubt would have come on because he's hit everywhere he's been, and he was the starting third baseman. 
Had Mathis elected to come back, he likely would have been LSU's everyday third baseman next season in 2021. But again, a similar situation where you're talking about a guy that's, you know, in, in October is going to turn 20, uh, 22 years old. So, you know, it's a situation where you got another guy that's already 21 that needs to get his pro career started. So, both Garza and Mathis certainly would have helped LSU win baseball games had they come back. Both understandable, though, why they elected to sign pro deals to go start their pro career. So, wish them luck. Mathis, Garza, they sign. That after we saw a couple of prospects taken last week and a couple of LSU Tigers taken with Cabrera and Cole Henry. So, uh, as it is, LSU mostly intact, but they did get dinged a little bit with the draft and free agency. Okay, it is the Locked On LSU podcast, your team every day, brought to you by Built Bar. Please subscribe to the podcast however you listen. We appreciate it greatly. When we come back, an LSU basketball tiger has entered the transfer portal. We'll talk about it next. As we put a button here on a Monday edition of the Locked On LSU podcast, a little basketball news before we bounce. LSU forward Cortese Cooper has entered the NCAA transfer portal. So you remember this story earlier this month. Cooper was at home in Illinois, arrested for one count of possession of a controlled substance. He was indefinitely suspended by LSU. Uh, LSU removed him from the roster at uh, the website, lsusports.net. And now we find out over the weekend that Cooper has, in fact, entered the transfer portal. So uh, Cooper came to LSU before the 2018-2019 season uh, from uh, Triton College, a JUCO in Illinois. He redshirted, and then this past season played in just 11 games for the Tigers, averaging about five minutes a game. So for LSU, I think we understand what this means. It's uh, an opportunity for um, – I said Juco, forgive me, uh, Triton's in Division Two, But it's an opportunity for LSU to open up a roster spot for what we all likely assume will be the addition of five-star center Musa Cisse, who in the 24-7 sports crystal ball, they all have Cisse picking LSU – he was set to announce his decision uh, last week, but decided to hold off with so much uh, unrest in the country. And then also the the report from Dick Vitale about LSU receiving a notice of allegations. But it's still thought that CSA is going to pick LSU. Meanwhile, uh, we'll wait as this one roster spot available. That's provided, as many assume will happen, that Darius Days and Javante Smart will return. I think everyone is roundly expecting uh, both Emmett Williams and Trendon Watford to remain in the draft, but those decisions have to be made. But for what for now, what we do know is that the LSU has three spots available. Uh, like, well, technically, I guess they have three spots available for uh, potentially two p- players to return, and then uh, Musa Cisse is if uh, in fact he wants to jump aboard in this class, which many are assuming he will do at some point. Meantime, Will Wade's roster is coming together. This uh, formally, though, opens up a spot for whoever it may be, very likely the five-star center, Musa Cisse. If and when that news breaks, you know we'll certainly be talking about it here on the Locked in LSU podcast. We're brought to you by Built Bar, builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and save $10 off your order at builtbar.com, the best-tasting protein bar you will ever try. It is Built Bar. And, by the way, this week, you can get up to 50% off everything at BuiltBar.com, and profits will be donated to charity. So go to BuiltBar.com and check it out, BuiltBar.com. 
They're making a big donation to charity this week, up to 50% off right now. One box, 15% off. Two boxes, 30% off. Four or more boxes, 50% off. Trust me when I tell you, it's worth it, and you can help support great causes as well. Right now at BuiltBar.com. Proud sponsor here of the Locked on LSU podcast. All right, it's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow for Locked on LSU, your team every day.